Okay. This is the episode that you guys didn't know how badly you needed it mm. until we recorded it. You hopefully listened to it. <laughs> you might not have even known what it was. Right. But you might have walked around wondering, why do I feel ungrounded after major mm. life events? Why do I feel ghosted after an occasion? Why do I feel emotionally unsettled when I'm moving to a new apartment? Or otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll tell you the reason. It's because Mm. you didn't ceremonialize it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So don't worry. Literally have no fear. We are here. We are here. Going to make it so clear and not steer you wrong. Don't shed a tear. Don't shed a tear because the ceremonialize anything episode is here. And you will be a seer of the truth. (laughs) (laughs) And And so what's really powerful... Um, especially in Venice Beach, is ceremonializing things. I bet you didn't know that you could ceremonialize an apartment move. A hangout. A hangout, a breakup. um, A job starting. A bachelorette. A wedding. A wedding. It's kind of (laughs) like this meme I saw a while ago where it's like... um, like dry hair, coconut oil. Like <laughs> yeah. Baking coconut oil. Like problem with boyfriend, coconut oil. <laughs> it's like ceremonializing things actually like helps so much healing. Yeah. So much closing the loop. Helps you get so much more out of whatever it is that you're doing. Right. Right. Those takeaways. Yeah. As they say. Yeah. And so living in Venice Beach, like of course we joke about ceremonializing, but you know... We live it. We live it, and it's very real, mm. and it's very powerful. So yeah, we laugh, but we also respect the ceremony. The ceremony, and this isn't really. I'll just tell you guys, anyways. But a wise shaman once told me, the ceremony begins after the ceremony. Yeah, meaning if we don't take this time to ceremonialize it, which we'll explain what that means, (laughs) (laughs) but like put intentionality around something and other words that aren't LA words, (laughs) intentionality around an experience. Um, We actually, our life changes not from that peak experience, but from the tiny shifts after. Totally. And if you didn't ceremonialize it, how would you even know when it ended? So you could start living. Or so you could reflect on those takeaways. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So don't worry. We're going to break it down for you. We're going to rewind it back. We're going to answer that first question, which we kind of already answered, but we're just going to make sure it's crystal clear. We have an expert here, our resident queen of Venice. Hi. (laughs) It's me. Hi. I'm the Venice. It's me. (laughs) You're not the problem. Adaptogenic tea (laughs) time. Everybody agrees. If you can't tell, we're recording a little later than we usually do, so. Things are getting crazy. Yep. We've had our adaptogenic CBD beverages. We have. Eileen made us some really great tea. Yeah. So it literally is tea time. It is tea time. Oh my God, Taylor. It's past tea time. I know. We better get started. It's almost bedtime. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So we're really going to ceremonialize We're going to ceremonialize this episode. Yeah. So you can really live it with us and then we'll break it down in the nuggets. So the opening ceremony or intention for this episode is to, is to share with you guys a really powerful tool. Yeah. One thing that I've learned here from Meredith and that has changed the way I think about spending time with people or changed the way I think about any major event. Yeah. So our intention is to have fun, to share some wisdom, to hopefully create a blueprint for you guys 
this is what we call an opening ceremony, um, <laughs> going into the larger ceremony. So, so yeah, so I'll like kind of explain what it is. Eileen will share what her experience of it has been, and then we'll talk some some quick and dirty takeaways for the different types of things that you can ceremonialize. So to ceremonialize something means really to put intentionality and, and thought behind it, um, you know, not just rushing through it. I know we were joking there, <laughs> but we we're also so serious. Um, and so when you do this, it really also helps you process it because you slow down your experience instead of rushing through it, asking yourself, what energy do I want to take to this? What are my hopes for what I get out of it? And how can I release fears or expectations around it so I can really be present and allow what comes up? And so usually at any ceremony, I'll have an opening intention setting. Um, if it's just yourself, you can set that intention with yourself. If it's with others in a group, like a bachelorette, which we'll have a whole episode on, um, or, or um, a friend weekend getaway even. Like, what is everyone's intention? Yeah. And what are, what are kind of like the ground rules or the values? Like, you might say, like, my hope is that everyone, you know, takes the time that they need alone, but that everyone is here for this specific dinner. Yeah, it takes away all the assumptions. Right, because when we assume, we make an ass out of you and me. Learned that in fourth grade. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Never assume. So always like be clear if like something is important to you. And then you could go around the group. It, like what is the important thing to everyone? Maybe releasing an anxiety and sharing like a deepest intention for the weekend or like thing that they're most excited for or important for. This is huge in friend trips when you realize like, oh, yeah. so-and-so's intention is to, um, you know, get a lot of sleep this weekend. Yeah. Or so-and-so's intention is, like, we all do, like, a game night one night. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, a central activity. There's some theme. There's some way they want to feel at the end of it. And it's so important to hear that directly from each person. Totally. And then during, it's kind of, like, continuing to to check in if you're doing, like, an experience like that um, and kind of have, like, some part of the arc of the weekend, or it could be during closing ceremonies where you kind of acknowledge different people and reflect back group highlights, individual highlights, and making people feel seen. Like, what did I learn from this person or, or the group, and what am I taking away with me? Like, how am I taking something that was inspired to me in this weekend and, um, and integrating it into other parts of my life or paying it forward or sharing it? Love that. And so with that, Eileen, do you want to kind of share um, what we did as roommates, opening, closing ceremonies, kind of your first experience with that? And then we can go into some of the nitty gritty. Wow. Yeah. Um, I guess that is the best place to start because when, well, and even before we officially moved in together, when I came out to visit the second time when we were looking for places, yes, that was, I think, the first, first time when I got introduced to the ceremony and you never forget your you first. You never forget your first. <laughs> it was magical. Um, <laughs> but it was so cool because that combined with then once we did move in together, you really had this intention of like, let's set such a solid foundation. Let's establish what we want out of this year together what we're letting go of, what we're bringing into it, how we can support each other. And also, you know, we share a really close best friend, but we didn't know each other super well, especially in terms of day-to-day -day just life and yes. how we lived. Or We didn't know any of that. And so... And we it all worked out, as you guys can tell. Oh my gosh, we're obviously. <laughs> we made it. We made it through. How it started, how it's going. Yeah, exactly. But um, but sharing those things with each other is so powerful because it forces you to own who you are and like what what your habits really are and what your preferences really are and what you know how you actually live life um, maybe what you're trying to work towards and then um, also just lay this groundwork with each other of like how you can resolve conflict. Um, what to do even before the conflict, how to address things as they're just bubbling up. And through all of those discussions, and we had a lot of discussions around this, but through that, we 
formed a beautiful bond in itself because we were able to share these deep parts with each other and um, ultimately establish how important it was for us to make each other our priority, to always feel seen by each other. And the beauty of it is that we did it. Like we had the memory of this conversation. We established this this dynamic between the two of us. And there were so many moments living together where we had to show up and we did. And I always felt like you had my back and I hope the same. Yes. And, um, and so that was really cool. And I think the other thing I just wanted to say about you introducing me to this ceremonial ceremonializing in general is it opens up what we call a container, very LA word. Yes, I'm so glad you brought up the container. Can you explain what the container <laughs> is? And I, we're, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> not just talking about something snug to it. Um, put your soup in. Put your soup or your air fried potatoes in. None of that. Yeah. This is for spiritual feelings and thoughts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, I'll do my best and you too, but it's, it's essentially establishing a discrete period of time and in the context of a place in which you can be 100% focused on whatever the subject of that time or container is. And it's cool because um, I think about like if you sit down with a friend to dinner and you haven't seen them in a while and maybe one of you's had a breakup or, you know, one of you's gone through something, like you're not just going to sit down and start telling them the story. You're going to chat, say hello, kind of just like catch up a little bit, establish. And that's just something we naturally do as humans where we gear up to things and and establish sort of like a, a baseline. But this is a very explicit way of doing it. And the explicitness um, makes you feel even more open so that when you do get to the story time or you do get to the, the kind of crux of, of what's happening in that weekend or that time together, you're immediately so open. Yeah, I love what you said. And I think, yeah, exactly. The container kind of sets an intention mm-hmm. and, and, and a, an agreement between the people in it. And you can have all types of containers. You can have like, yeah, roommate container, friendship container, container for... Um, <laughs> weekend people in LA have had all types of different iterations of romantic or physical it's containers. true like, that's true that was a new one they're like this is my like you know person and we just share yeah special <laughs> things together yeah. <laughs> all types of containers all types all shapes and sizes um but yeah it gives you a sense of safety yeah because you know what boundaries you're operating in. So it allows you to relax into that because there's not uncertainty because there's been a mutual conversation. Yes. Initial vulnerability, initial upfront work of getting clear of like, what do I want? (laughs) You know, (laughs) what is my safe word? (laughs) No, but like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. What is my, yeah, like, you know, how can I communicate to this person and trust that like, if this starts to change form or go in a direction that I don't want, I, f- I feel safe and empowered to speak up. I know that they respect my needs. I respect their needs. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Um, and I also know that they're like here for it, you know, like you have to, you don't have to have any doubt about what that person is ready to take from you or ready to share. Like, you know, you're in it. We're a hundred percent now committed to whatever we're doing. Yeah. In this container. Yeah. And again, it doesn't just have to be like romantic, but yeah, we were in a roommate container. Yeah. Now we're in a podcast host and bestie in lockbox, a confident container. True. Um, but yeah, so to add on to, the, to that, like beautifully said, Eileen, I think like the powerful thing when we talk about the ceremonies in terms of, um, you know, what we did as roommates, it's like really beautiful because like we can talk first like getting out what are our deepest fears yeah of living together and it creates a space to do it ahead of time versus feeling scared to do it when then somebody inevitably does something you don't like yeah and so we talked about at our opening ceremonies like what are our deepest fears about living together what are our pet peeves of Mm -hmm. like having roommates what is a way that we could communicate feedback to one another 
Yeah. How can we assume or be reminded that if we bring something up, it's because of our commitment to the highest growth of ourselves as roommates and because we love each other, not because we're trying to call someone else, call the other out. Yeah. So then it laid the foundation and the trust of like, if Eileen brings something up to me, I can take it as her wanting the best for us in our house, which like... You know, there were things brought up that year, but but it was all... You guys I, have heard some of them. Yeah, there's, you've heard some of them. Um, at one point, we had a bug problem <laughs> yeah. as, as well. But they were all brought up from such a place of like, this is for the highest good of our yeah. house. I'm not accusing you. We're assuming best intentions for both our parts here. And, um, and then we also got to vision of like, what do we both want to get out of it together uh, what kind of things do we want to host? What kind of um, things do we want to vision? And how do we want to hold each other to our, our own individual highest growth yeah. here? And then we also, so we set that container, which again, does a few things. It makes us feel safe. It gives us diet, or framework and vocabulary for how to communicate with the other. Yeah. And then it also gave us um, reference points to check in. And we did kind of like a roomy night every two weeks or so where we had an opportunity to really like bond and reconnect to those visions totally as well which the opening ceremonies laid a solid foundation for and then as you guys guessed it when Eileen and I moved out of our roommate situation we also had a closing ceremony oh my god that was like one of the most emotional nights wow the journey never ends yeah even if a chapter closes Totally. <laughs> 17 South Venice. Oh my God. Forever. We love you. Shout out to Tony. Tony and Tony. If, Tony, if you're listening, we love you. We love you so much. Thank you for everything. Wow. I just got emotional thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I mean, and I love what you said just about, you know, how it sets up all the in-between where you do get to build then. And, and it felt like, it felt like we could launch so much quicker into our roommate relationship, friendship. Um, And just to highlight as well, this holding each other as your highest self and trusting the best intentions with each other has been such a fundamental thing. So, you know, of course you create your container however you want to, but that's one I would super recommend because it makes everything else so much easier. Mm. Yes. I completely agree. Just like, yeah, it's kind of like imagining having a bookshelf with like books kind of falling off. They're like, where do I stand? I don't know. Yeah. And you have the book. What are those called? Oh, the the book stoppers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I literally have one right there. But yeah, God knows. But you guys get it. Um, it keeps the books in place. <laughs> <laughs> just like seals it on both sides so it's not it's like exactly that runny, yeah you know? just falling out wondering letting its imagination wander and then in our closing ceremonies yeah we like reflected on what were our highlights from our time together how have we grown how will we take the spirit of that special chapter with us individually and like what are our fears we also did what are our fears about our relationship now that we're not going to be roommates and how can we support each other in that transition to still make each other feel like we're a priority in each other's lives and still keep that communication channel open true because part of it was like we're we're doing this closing ceremony we're closing this container of roommates and how do we now open a new one that's much larger and sort of infinite you know right and I think that gave me peace because I like you had become my confidant yeah. that year and I had a fear like what if Eileen and I don't live together and we like don't see each other and right. it fades out and so it felt good to like be able to say like I hope it doesn't happen what are some things that we can do to continue to like um, nourish our friendship and give each other that peace of mind and that transition that we're like not going anywhere, even though we're not going to like see each other as much as we do as roommates. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. And that sort of brings me back to what I said at the beginning, which I don't know if how that was interpreted, but about like feeling ghosted at the end of something, (laughs) (laughs) but it really is like the closing ceremony in my mind is 
it's chill. yeah <laughs> so important it's like if if you were dating someone for six months and then they just ghosted you like or even a month or a few weeks or whatever, you know, there's like what happened, what's going on, where do we stand, is this ever going to happen again, you know, like what, what is this? And I think it's the same thing with um, with these friendship or event or whatever containers, like the closing ceremony establishes, this is what we've done, this is how we all feel about it, like this is where we're going and it just gives you that that sense of closure so that you can then start the next thing Right. Together. Totally. And that's why, and we'll talk more about this on, we've talked about how I did a closing ceremony at my wedding and everyone shared, um, everyone shared their takeaway and how they'd take mermaids energy energy throughout the rest of their time. But it's something that I've always led at my friends opening and closing ceremonies what I've led at my friend's bachelorettes. And we can talk about a few examples of how we do that. And of course, we'll talk about my bachelorette in our other episode. But also, just a brief anecdote for this one. Yeah. Um, of, yeah, you led the opening ceremony at my bachelorette and then had everyone uh, like share a highlight from the wedding, which you knew because I did my bachelorette after the wedding, which I also recommend. Yeah. Um, because you can really enjoy it. You're not stressed. and then So chill. You get to like forego the wedding blues because everyone's like recounting it you still feel so special yeah um but yeah so you led that and then Sunday morning um open closing ceremony was on the itinerary but like there was a lot going on one of our friends was sick a few people had to leave early for a flight a few other people like wanted to hit the road early to avoid traffic and I had because I always lead closing ceremonies for other people Mm -hmm. uh for other friends bachelorettes for our roommate situation like and it does actually really matter to me yeah. <laughs> and, and help me feel grounded. And they can be quick too. But I was like, I need to speak up about the importance of this before like a bunch of other cars head out. Yeah. And um, that was a moment which you helped me do and our friend Sarah um, and Lauren um, of like vocalizing my need for that closing ceremony. Yeah. And then everyone shared their highlight from the weekend and like a highlight of their friendship with me. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's where I think the power of the closing ceremony was clearer than ever because it was sort of heading in this direction of like, oh, maybe this just sort of like, we just sort of scatter and, and the, weekend, the weekend ends. And I think there was an energy because a few people were like, we're hitting the road early to avoid traffic that other people like, should we hit the road Exactly, and then it traffic? starts this whole thing. It, it started this whole like domino effect and I like was like, I need to vocalize my ask for this because I would never leave another weekend. Exactly, unfinished. And I think it's so good that you did because what ended up happening is when we did that sharing and we all went around, every single girl started sobbing. Yeah. And it was like none of us knew that we were going to. None of us had that feeling like we were going to cry. And then each person started talking and it was like just tears started coming out, emotions were welling. And it wasn't bad it wasn't negative, but it was, you know, um, it was so, such a perfect example of like everyone actually needing that as well and not even realizing it. Totally. Yeah. No. And that was really beautiful. And it felt like it slowed everyone down and really also helped me kind of like ground in the energy of the weekend of like being around my friends helped me with my processing of the weekend. And um, yeah, I was really grateful that we were able to make that happen. And it only lasted five minutes. Again, it can be like super yeah. short. Yeah. Um, but it's just that slowing down and reflection of like, what were the highlights? What were the takeaways? How do I want to take this with me? Yeah. And then we could all leave with such calm peace of like having released whatever we needed to, having bonded, having connected with each other and acknowledged each other. And um, it just goes to show that if if you have this feeling of energy like something is missing or something needs to be completed or something needs to be addressed, it's probably not only serving you but all the other people around you who may just not be aware of what can be done. Right, exactly. And then I guess this point isn't directly related to ceremonializing, but it's also like vo- vocalize the thing that you need to f- 
feel complete in something. Well, I guess it is because like yeah. it's your ceremony or you're partaking in it. Yeah. So like vocalize your needs. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, I went into the bachelorette being like, I'm just going to surrender to what everyone does and creates. And so many women did such a great job and above and beyond yourself included. And there was, yeah, on Sunday, I was like, I need to like intervene in my surrender yeah. and like vocalize something that's important to me. Yeah. Uh, because um, our friend who would have like helped make that happen was like quite sick, and so um, she's better now, and we love her, and she was yeah. an all star that weekend. She really um, was. But but yeah, it's like vocalize the thing that that you need or you desire to feel complete in something. Yeah. Um. So you can do it for yourself and your future self. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um. So with that. Like, there's a few other types of ceremonies. Like, these these are group ones that we're talking about. And I did the same opening and closing ceremony with... Or, not closing, knock on wood. Opening ceremony <laughs> with Spencer <laughs> when we moved in together. Yeah. No closing ceremonies there. We just do closing ceremonies when we do our, our quarterly couples offsites. Yeah. Well, even for quarterly couples offsites, which Spencer and I will do, we'll set an opening ceremony for the weekend, what we hope to yeah. get out of it, and then closing what were our takeaways. Yeah. Okay, so let's now transition into how to ceremonialize like a life event. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this can be an internal or solo journey that you go on. True. 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 Okay. Take a deep breath. <laughs> I know. I was going to say we kind of said like let's open the space, but I'm like, damn, we should have actually done like a few breaths for our opening. I know. We could this. have done a proper opening ceremony. But we'll do a closing moment. Which if you're a longtime pod listener, you'll remember we used to start that way. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we still start with like two or three deep breaths. What do you want to get out of this episode really mm. quick? And then we close it with like a little medi and or journaling questions. I like that, guys. Let us know. What you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. You're hearing the ideation in real time. <laughs> yeah. But I like that where it's like quick, yeah. three breaths, centering. Yeah. Whole episode. Medi, if it feels lined, journaling regardless, takeaways. Perfect. Great. Okay, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think ceremonializing an event was obviously another thing that you really introduced me to. And similar, but yeah, just internal. It creates, um, it creates an opening for you to acknowledge everything that has happened that will happen. Um, a, a good example, I think, or just one that I've been thinking about so much, mm -hmm. um, is, and of course we're talking about like big events, jobs, you know, marriages, relationships, friendships, um, personal goals, achievements, whatever it may be. But COVID is actually something I've been thinking about a lot Interesting. as a personal journey more so. But, but um, the fact that it sort of feels like everyone needs to do their own personal opening, closing ceremony for it because it, it feels like there was never like really an official end. It just sort of like slowly has tapered away out of our lives, but it's changed our lives so much. Exactly. And so I think about it in the sense of like, we haven't really acknowledged it. Like so much has changed in the past three years, but like we've just stopped talking about it. And it's like all of a sudden now everything's different and it's just the way it is. And it's up to you to kind of keep comparing or cross-referencing the before and the now. Mm. And so I think of that as an example of like for life events, um, giving yourself that space and um, and not just feeling like you have to run to the next thing. I love that. Yeah, similarly, it's like that slowing down mm -hmm. and that acknowledgement, how has this helped me grow? How has something, even if it was challenging, um, how can I look at it as leading to my wisdom? Yeah. Or where can I go from here? And I think COVID, yeah, that's a super interesting one. I wasn't expecting you to say that, actually. I know. Um, Eileen just got recovered from COVID. That's true, too. Maybe that's top of mind. But it's something I also was talking about. I've been talking about with more people of them just being like, hey, yeah, you're right. You know, like, it's so weird. We just forgot about it. Should we 
close the container. <laughs> Should we do it for yeah. everyone? Watch this space for a COVID container closing. Love it. Um, but, but yeah. And it's like acknowledging all the things because all of us had such different journeys in COVID. Yeah. Some people pivoted jobs. Some people lost loved ones. Some yeah. people uh, got long-term COVID. Like so many, di- it impacted people in so many different ways. Like lows, good and bad, yeah. highs, um, that it is good to acknowledge like both. What did that mean? Yeah. What did that mean? And where do we go from here? And other examples of that that I've ceremonialized on a personal level. Um, when I folded my alcoholic kombucha yeah. company, I ceremonialized it. And if you're doing a solo ceremony, I'd like to kind of start off. You don't really have an opening and closing ceremony, if you know what I mean. Um, you just have the ceremony. Sure. If, if it's not like an experience. If True. it's an experience, just to clarify you guys, if it's an experience like a bachelorette party with a start and end, opening and closing ceremony, mm. obvious. If it's like you're ceremonializing the end of a relationship or your company, then it's just a ceremony. Yeah. If you know yeah. what I mean. That makes sense. But who are we to tell you how to ceremonialize? <laughs> Do what you, you want. You want an opening and a closing <laughs> ceremony in your ceremony? Yeah, that might help you drop into it. Yeah. Uh, but the ceremony does have a clear beginning, middle, end. So like for my beverage company, I ceremonialized it by... First, um, giving gratitude to that journey, to the beverage, to the uh, to the other people who helped me along the way, to that version of myself, um, all the things that I learned, and then I also wrote up like the things that I felt were hard around it, and let out like whatever rage or anger or the things like you know wasted time or frustration or walls I came up against. I wrote a, a kind of like angry letter to it slash myself and like ripped it up and allowed myself to burn it. Um, and, and then also like on the other side of that, then wrote the compassion Mm -hmm. for myself that I was doing the best I could with what I had and what I learned from it. And then how I want to take that learning Mm -hmm. into my next chapter who, does, who is that version of Meredith who has integrated those learnings? And then, once again, closing the ceremony with gratitude. Yeah. And so that's kind of the arc. It's like opening up with the gratitude, letting out the rage, the anger, mm. burning it, or having some sort of, like, rage release. Maybe you do a breath work. Maybe you scream into your pillow. Then, like, the compassion, the acknowledgement of mm. the growth, and then the vision, the next chapter. Where do we go from here? And then kind of gracefully letting it go. Now you can follow that blueprint to You <laughs> for, sure can. For $5.99.com. <laughs> no, you can follow that blueprint also for a cord cutting ceremony around a relationship um, or a friendship. You know, you obviously don't give the person that rage letter, but you can start off with gratitude, write that fuck you letter that you're never gonna send, burn it. Then acknowledge like they're doing the best they could with what they had. Um, acknowledge your role in it, what you're taking from it, and your next step. And like gracefully thank them and energetically close your eyes and imagine cutting a cord and them floating away and you waving. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and cord cutting is exactly what it sounds like. It's it's releasing whatever the energetic hold is between you and someone else. And you can think about this like... Um, there might be people in your life you don't even talk to, but sometimes you can feel this like tension or you feel, you know, maybe you're wondering what they're thinking. Energetic or, tar. Yeah, exactly. Like this heaviness, like I just need to get that person's energy out of my field. Yeah, and you, you can be aware of it if you're like thinking a lot about them or if you're like worried about what they're thinking. Or and if that, they're still popping into your orbit somehow exactly. like peripherally. Yep, that's all signs that it's time. And with that, we... Ugh, with all of these individual ceremonies, obviously we recommend sage and Palo Santo. We do. That incense. was that was the other thing I wanted we to say. We take it so obvious here in Venice, but it is highly recommended. You set your space yeah. in your ceremonies, so you you dress up for yourself. You take a nice bath. Yeah, you feel clean, and then you like light your candles. Yeah, burn your incense. What were you going to say? Well, just. 
we we love now romanticizing everything and this is the ultimate romanticizing of life right and and again with that slowing down taking extra intention not just rushing through the ceremony to get the result yeah but like be in the process of the ceremony like i'm going to put rose petals everywhere yeah i'm going to be really focused i'm not going to be distracted like that's a rare time just with you and yourself i'm going to make a little altar with my rocks yeah i'm going to honor myself and nature in this world that I live in. Yeah. And I want to share two other different ceremonies and then we can Let's do, do a it. closing ceremony. I might have one too if it's not one of yours. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, with that kind of one that I just described, you could do it releasing something. That's a good release one to think of like releasing yeah. an old job, releasing an old friendship. And then of course you can have a ceremony to set an intention for a job or a new chapter. Like which you've led me through many times. Yes. Where it's like, what is my intention? Again, kind of like, it's like an opening ceremonies, if you will. Yeah. What's my intention for this new job? How do I want to show up? Um, what am I grateful for? What do I want to remind myself? Huge. Of my worth, of who I am. Huge. Um, what are my fears? And how can I support myself, remind myself I know I'm safe through those? And what's the deepest possibility here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the two that I was going to say, one is full moon, new moon, yep. which I want you to talk about. You got it. <laughs> you threatened me with a good time. <laughs> and the other ceremony, um, obviously, we, <laughs> I say we, but obviously I have sat through many a plant medicine ceremony, <laughs> uh, which I'll explain in a second. So I guess those are my two. And I'll give you the full moon and, and new moon to dive into because you're our astrology expert. But, <laughs> but the other one I was going to say, actually, it's really beautiful. I just thought of it once. I told my husband, Spencer, that <laughs> you guys might hear sometime. Um, and uh, he is doing voice lessons now. So oh, so he's like, getting ready. He's getting ready. Well, he has we have a mic. My, he has my voice teacher who, she's so cool. She like um, boated around Fiji with her husband wow. for months and would do her voice lessons on Starlink. Oh my God, so cool. You know, if you guys need a Thanks, good Elon. voice teacher, shout out to my friend Reslo who recommended Kate and I, and shout out to Kate, who is the voice teacher, um, who, but yeah, she's amazing. So <laughs> anyways, once I was telling Spencer, I wasn't feeling fully seen by him mm -hmm. in all areas. And so he did a ceremony acknowledging all parts of me. Oh. And he made a, um, like, what are those things called when you go into a Broadway Play like oh like a playbill yeah he made a playbill that's like a night at home with Meredith oh my god like August something that's so cute. Or, or, or like a celebration of Meredith at home yeah <laughs> <laughs> so professional and it was like a photo of me like oh my god and then god. it had like seven different sides of me listed out and then and then he um, got like seven different candles yeah and he talked about each side of me he was like this is for like the friend Meredith, who I always Aww. see you showing up and giving to other people um, and like lit that one. And then he's like, this is for the creative Meredith. I always see you writing songs and da -da 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 -da. And, um, and then we lit the seven candles and then he had a jar um, that he had me pull out things one by one of, he, of all the things he saw in me. Oh. Um, and then at the end of the night, okay, everyone, <clears throat> wow. Wow. As I was saying before, you know what? Sometimes ceremonies don't go as planned. <laughs> and we had a technical diff. We had a tech diff. We did. We used it to turn the fireplace on. We went to the bathroom separately. <laughs> <laughs> the fear you had to mention <laughs> separately. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and we're back. So as I was saying, <laughs> as I was saying about Spencer, he did that ceremony for me. We had the candles, seven components of Meredith, seven, or not seven, uh, many qualities of mine in a jar. And then at the end, we visioned high self Meredith with all these parts existing. And then I blew out each candle and thanked each part of myself which was such a sweet ceremony. That's so sweet. And it was such a good reminder. I was like, I've trained him well. You really have. <laughs> I mean, that is your ultimate protege. I it was like reflected back to me and I'm like, this, the student and the 
and the teacher. <laughs> but now it's sweet. Every time we go up to our cuddle den, which yeah. is our meditation room, um, <laughs> and we he he asked me which which part of Meredith would I like to honor that night. Oh, and then I light the candle of that part of me. That's so seen. I feel feeling the most seen. I love that. Yeah. Do you want to talk about full and new moon ceremony? And then we'll yes. end it with the ceremonies that everyone's been wondering about. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, the full moon, new moon have been some that we've started recently. Um, it's been a slow build and now um, it's so fun. So basically there's a component of it that's just well, it's astrologically related. So we're understanding what sign the moon is in, what are the different aspects and placements at that moment, and what are they going to be in the next two-week cycle. Um, and we get to really hone in on what the theme is for that. Um, and it allows us to all still focus on and clear the things that are top of mind in our personal lives, but through a certain lens that connects us all. So um, then we can, we have some moments of journaling, sharing, um, and it's really cool because while we all start out with the same story, everyone winds up sharing such unique parts of themselves. Um, and then we end it, like I said, looking at because the new, the moon takes these two-week cycles, it's really perfect because um, you can very concretely set your intention for those next two weeks, something you want to accomplish, something you want to let go of, um, and then come back at the next new or full moon and check in. And so it's a very cool example of this ceremony evolving into a very predictable cycle. Right, like little consistent consistent ceremonial check-ins. Exactly. And new moons, yeah, like you said, like being this like, what do, what do I want to create in these next two weeks? And the full moon being a time of release to create space for that creation. Exactly, because the whole idea is to, and people get always a little weirded out by the astrology, but um, it's just living in alignment with nature. Like we are nature, we're in it, and so it makes life a lot easier when we're following the same cycles. So as the moon is building, we're building. As the moon is hiding, disappearing hiding. in the sky, we're hiding, we're releasing. And I even think of it, if you don't want to focus on any of that, it's just an excuse to get a little witchy, to just feel connected to yourself. Get your witch on. Get your witch on. And for example, like Halloween... It fell on a Saturday, which was, or the parties fell on a Saturday, mm. which was a full moon. And coincidence? I think not. <laughs> and I had been planning to go out. I thought I would. I wanted to. And then the day came and I realized, you know what? It's a full moon tonight. I'm feeling excited to kind of like dive into it. And I used it not really as an excuse, but for lack of a better word, an excuse to stay in, have my own night to myself. Um, and be out the cauldron. Yeah, hang out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and because you have this theme around it, like you're not then just wasting time and, and kind of escaping from yourself, but you're focused on something. Yeah, another way to think of it, for those of you who aren't yet comfortable with the LA terms, which will give you a whole lexicon of these at the end, too, but for full of new moon, it's like monthly reflection. Literally. Yeah. Uh, goal setting. <laughs> yeah. Check in. Yeah. <laughs> like, what did I learn this month? Exactly. How am I growing from it? How am I releasing it? And Eileen and I actually did two full moon ceremonies uh, with others. One was a soft launch mm -hmm. for powerful stuff and a full moon. And we took people hiking up Los Leones. And then we sat at the top. Eileen talked about the astrology of the full moon. And then we each shared something we were releasing. We did a meditation around releasing it and, and invite, inviting that thing that we were releasing to turn into soil yeah. and a new seed to be planted. And then we all shared on the other side of that meditation 
what that new space that was created or what came up in our vision for how we're ready to move forward. Yeah. That was so fun. That was powerful. It was spooky and cool. Spooky. And then we did another one at the beach. We're so blessed in LA with all these we full moon are. places. But where we similarly, Eileen led us through the astrology. We all shared what we were releasing. Um, the new moon, you might share what you're cultivating. Um, and then we burned it in a metal bowl, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. That Obviously, was fun. consult yourself and... Your local fire department. Fire department. Always check. <laughs> but ours in. was on the sand and it was totally safe. <laughs> and then we burned it and then um, did a little late night dip in the ocean under the stars. We some did. of some of us just did our toesies. I got a little scared at the end. Some of us did a full submersion. But I do recommend a night a night swim. Not too dangerous, not too deep, but just get in there. Just right. Just Cold right. locks. <laughs> I did actually do that in Costa Rica um, this past December, went with a group of friends, and it was so fun because they're old friends from New York and have known me forever in all my phases of life, and so to be able to share this with them was so cool because this is so not a part of their world, and they're very much on the opposite end of what you said, like goal setting and check-ins, and you know they have different words for these things. Um, but was able to lead them through a full moon on the beach and then did dive in. I was the only one who jumped in the ocean and mermaided. Powerful. It was so fun. That was, yeah, wow. (laughs) True Eileen element, fairy, aquatic fairy. Oh, my God, totally. Um, So, yeah, those are really powerful ones to do each, every two weeks, consult your powerful stuff Instagram for Eileen's updates on the astrology. Yes, we'll give you some pointers, some questions, some things to think about. Some things to ponder. And then you all might be wondering before we, you know, take this home, distill it. Mm, The elephant in the room. Okay, you guys made an episode on ceremonializing everything. Are you going to talk about plant medicine ceremonies. We know what you people in LA do. <laughs> you might be thinking. <laughs> I've heard about all the mushrooms and <laughs> the therapies. Mushrooms, <laughs> therapies. <laughs> that ayahuasca. <laughs> it's ayahuasca. <laughs> but to be honest, um, many a plant ceremony has been had uh, personally. And my, my biggest takeaway was when I first experienced some of them in my early 20s, I was kind of seeking that peak experience or that silver bullet to give me an answer at the ceremony. And what I realized from sitting with different shamans of different lineages of different, um, you know, medicines, different countries, different countries, um, I realized that there's no silver bullet in that the ceremony and a few of the, um, like shamans and people I have sitting with had in my earlier 20s have reflected back to me. It's not about like rushing through it or going super deep to get the most out of it, but it actually comes in the small subtle shifts and slowing down and being intentional Mm -hmm. and moving slower after a ceremony so you can notice more. Because when you notice more, you have more awareness. And when you have more awareness, you have more agency. And so... um, Actually, this guy, Oliver, who Eric and I just had on our podcast for more of that, who runs a community um, or a co-working space and community center here, talked, or maybe he didn't talk to us about it. I actually think I was doing research and he (laughs) he talked about it on another podcast. Nice. You're a good host. But uh, said that like ceremonies like help, um, they're like, there's an island and there's a telescope and like the ceremony kind of dusts off the telescope, but wow. it's still the same amount of distance to the island. Wow. Um, so it kind of gives you a vision of where you can go. Yes. But it doesn't fix anything for you and you still have to make the journey. That is the best description I've heard and it's so real. But I definitely want to give Oliver a shout out because that's definitely not yeah, what that's I said. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but he articulated it. He articulated it in perfectly. A, in a perfect way where some people go into ceremonies or what we call as peak experiences, yeah. which can also be an experience you have a lot of expectation around. It can be just like a party as well. We don't really talk about that, but Yeah. And and so when you slow down and you set the intention and you you're with it for the process, the journey, the unfolding. 
uh, you're not expecting to leave it having all the answers. You're expecting to leave it with a little bit more knowledge, knowing that the integration of it, the takeaways is what eventually changes your life and gives you the result that you wanted in the first place. And so that's what I realized after my early 20s is like not doing ceremonies to cheek to chase peak experiences mm-hmm. to cheek or to um, cheat <laughs> yeah or to cheat uh, but rather to witness myself and how I show up in the ceremony mm. and that like the medicines don't have any of you know they're not withholding answers from you yeah but more so uh, helping on um, uncover blind spots but it's still up to you to do the work after nothing is going to change if you don't do the work and that's why I have seen in plant medicine ceremonies other people um, get depressed after because they have this euphoric vision or this peak mm-hmm. experience and then they're like great well I'm so far away from it yeah, yeah how do like, I get there how do I get there or they think it's perfect in the ceremony they're in a beautiful setting and then they come out of it into real life and they're tested and instead of showing up as that person who yeah. they got a glimpse of in the ceremony, they're like, oh, I guess change isn't possible. And so I and they and that's also not to go into addiction really, but that's where that addiction cycle starts because you think you can only have it then when you're when it's outside of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why what I said at the top of the episode, the ceremony begins after the ceremony is so <laughs> do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny because you have to do it the three times. I know, times. I'm really gentle with it, I realize. Yeah. I need to just go for it. Boo, boo, boo. But it's like if you do it once, it sounds so different yeah, than it's full trio. Not quite it. But that was great. Thanks. Um, perfect timing. But yeah, it's like if you don't, if you're just going for that peak, you're going to feel even more depressed after because there's missed expectation. And that's why setting an intention and then allowing possibility and then recounting at the end, what do I want to take away and how do I want to continue to show up and do the work? That's where the change from any ceremony comes. Any experience, anything. Yeah. Right. What am I going to take with me from it? And what I've learned from all the different cultures, lineages that of, uh, whether it's a medicine or like you said, um, you know, meditation and, Uh, yoga and you know all of these different cultures really understand that that connection back to self comes with the slowing down the paying homage the setting intentions the um coming back to self uh versus just like rushing through the process of something totally and we could probably launch into a whole second podcast from this point but we definitely wanted to acknowledge that these this idea of ceremonializing stems back thousands of years in so many different cultures and religions. And it's all the same theme of, as Meredith said, slowing down, clearing yourself enough so that you can then see clearly, um, you know, what you're trying to address or uncover or, or just see yourself more clearly. Right. And then treating every day as a ceremony. Exactly. What's my intention for today, which I do in my morning routine kind of of like, how do I want to feel by the end of today? Like, or who is that, ver- what what would success feel like for me? Not basically necessarily what I achieved, but how would I feel? How would I feel in my downtime in my conversation with that friend? Mm-hmm. And like, what is the energy I want to emit? And then focusing on that. And similarly, at the end of the day, reflecting, like, what am I proud of today? What do I want to release so I don't carry it with me tomorrow? Wait, yes. I love your morning routine and nighttime routine are really just your opening and closing ceremony. That's so true because at my nighttime routine, I have my one line a day where I reflect on my gratitude. So it's like... And culturally, we're so obsessed with those things, but I feel like we really lack the connection of what it's for. And so that's what we're trying to do here. Right. Life is one big ceremony. That's so true. And what we're going to get to before we wrap up with our closing ceremony (laughs) of how to ceremonialize anything is you might be wondering, okay, I don't live in Venice Beach. My friends think this is weird. Eileen and I are going to give you some subtle ways to bring the ceremony into your life, your friendships, without throwing people into the deep end. Yes. You might be wondering, what's another way for saying, like, guys, let's do an opening ceremony if you're at a bachelorette or bachelor party or friend trip? Mm -hmm. You can say... What's everyone's intention for this weekend? What does everyone want to get out of this weekend? What are you guys excited for? And then at the end, you can say, like, what was everyone's favorite part? 
Yeah. What was your favorite memory from the weekend? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who was your favorite person connecting with this weekend? Yeah. Just eliminate the the trigger words and just the spiritual trigger in your words own... for non spiritual people. <laughs> exactly. In your own voice. Yeah. And then, as Eileen said, like the container. Another word for container um, is like the the people you're in the experience with. Um, I guess it's not another word. It's multiple words. Yeah, but yeah. Or like feeling safe to drop in, drop in being like a deep conversation. Once my friend from SF was like, what is it? What do you mean you didn't get a drop in with that person? I'm like, we didn't have a deep chat. We used to call them DMCs. Deep meaningful chat. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. That's that with our deep meaningful chat. (laughs) Um, So should we... Closing ceremony. Let's close. Okay, so if everyone wants to close your eyes, take deep breath in, breathing in this episode, what you've learned from it, exhaling it out, feeling it wash over your body, taking a deep breath in, anything that you want to release or leave behind from the episode or what it brought up for you. Exhale, releasing that out. And then third and deepest breath in, turning your gaze inward. Asking yourself how you've grown, how you've shifted, a new thought that's come up, a little glimmer from this time that you've spent with powerful stuff, exhaling that out. Just keeping your eyes closed for another moment. And breathing in, noticing any shifts internally that you've had since the beginning of the episode. bringing awareness to those shifts where they are. And then seeing you on the other side of this episode, maybe in the next week, how does that version of you show up ever so slightly differently with more intentionality because you've started ceremonializing a little bit more in your day-to-day? there anything you want to add in this meditation? I think it's picturing yourself as the center of your own little universe and romanticizing the actions you have to do and the steps you have to take, perhaps comfortable or uncomfortable, and treating these ceremonies like you've got your own back. Mm. Treating it like you've got your own back. How does that feel to feel grounded, connected to yourself, allowing for that trust to ripple into every other area of your life, taking a deep breath in? As you exhale, come back into this space, opening your eyes. And as we close out this ceremony, remembering the questions that you can take with you to any ceremony. What is my intention for this? How do I want to feel? Is there any deepest fear that I want to release? If it's a future thing, or is there anything, any rage or resentment I want to release if you're ceremonializing the closing of a chapter? How has it made me grow? What do I want to acknowledge in myself? And what is my excitement or vision for the path forward? What's one small step I can do to put that into action? Wow. Wow. That was, we hope that was as powerful for you. (laughs) As it was for us. As it was for us. We certainly got a lot out of it. We got a lot out of it. We will be taking so much from this episode. It's always a good reminder. Always a good reminder. Even my personal ceremonial takeaway from this is Meredith. You can continue to slow down. Yeah. Because you guys had no idea, but I was faking it till I make it about <laughs> slowing down on this episode. No, I'm joking. But we move fast. We move fast. We move fast. We like to, but yeah. we have to remember. But slower than when we were in New York. That is true. Right. Facts. Progress. <laughs> and faster than we would be if we lived in San Diego. In San Diego. <laughs> or Costa Rica. Um, anyways, wow. Wow. Well, let us know what kind of ceremonies you guys do. 
please do let us know if you do try this with yourself or with your friends in your explicit or covert ways. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Wink, wink. <laughs> you, you say intention, we know you mean witchy yeah. ceremony. We got you. <laughs> um, okay, well, everyone, we look forward to hearing more. We are excited to see you uh, spiritually and metaphorically in our next episode. And thanks for listening to... Powerful stuff. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Powerful Stuff podcast. We're your hosts, Meredith Baker and Eileen Legiu. We hope that you learn some powerful stuff that you can take away and implement into your own life. And if you do, we would love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Powerful Stuff. And if something deeply resonates with you and you share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear from you. And we will also see you next week for some more Powerful Stuff. Powerful stuff. <laughs>